first Ace of Wands. When the Ace of Wands appears reversed, you are being urged to examine your energy and motivation. It could be that you are feeling like you have no energy, enthusiasm or motivation to start something new. You may feel overwhelmed by the tasks involved in meeting your goals. If this is the case, ask yourself, what small step can you do right now and then do it? Something like that. <laughs> this might appear when you have plenty of inspiration, but are not grabbing hold of those ideas and acting on them. The next time you have an idea, write it down and then start doing what needs to be done to make that idea a reality. The Ace of Wands might appear reverse when you are so full of energy, you are feeling hyper or restless. If this is the case, take a moment to think about, so I just gotta to get to the next bit. Take a moment to think about what you'd like to achieve and start directing your energy towards your goals instead of wasting it. Finally, the Ace of Wands may appear when it is time to start a private project. Maybe you've always wanted to learn some craft. This card is urging you to get started. It doesn't matter what other people say. Do it for yourself. Amazing. It feels like you should have got that card before you released music under Force Fields and the Lonely Gods. Does that feel like where you were when that happened? Um, yeah, yeah. That, that if, if, if you can sort of use these cards retroactively. Yeah, exactly. Um, we can yeah, in, the in, in January, that card is... And that card is currently meaningful in lots of ways, but um, yeah, in regards to the Force Fields and the Lonely Gods, um, definitely uh, around January and, and still now, you know, it's a it's, it's a dynamic thing. It's a work in progress. That's amazing. That's, that's like the first time the cards like really pro provided something that's like, oh, fuck yeah. If, if we're going to go retroactively, by the way, you might have to start doing craft. Have you ever thought about like knitting or crochet? Uh I've, yeah, I, I've, it's crossed my mind. I think um, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, he, he knits. Sylvester um, Stallone knits. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, he's a mad knitter. Or whatever the people into, uh, you know, knitting and weaving and stuff and whatnot. Yarn does. Um, I, I'm so reluctant to pick up new crafts because I, I feel like I have some crafts that just need constant attention just to maintain them as a craft pursuit i suppose that's awesome man well we can we can talk about that when we jump into the show all right welcome to fuck you tarot lady episode 33 my guest today is jules rosenbergs thank you so much for coming on the show man thank you for having me rory <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I don't know how Force Fields and the Lonely Gods came into my world. I think it was potentially via like an Instagram discover or like a new to Instagram, like you should follow this thing. Now, anyone who knows you on Instagram knows that you're already Force Fields. So I, two, I put two and two together and I was like, this is clearly Jules's side thing that he started in isolation. So is that what this is? Did I figure that out correctly or is there more pieces to the puzzle? Yeah, you cracked the code. <laughs> Da Vinci Code, but yeah. you know, I've only got one thing. Horse fields and fields and lonely gods. Could be the same guy. Um, yeah, you you did and you stumbled across a hope. Hopefully something that's uh that you enjoy. Yeah, I really did. I thought it was great. And I, I thought a new wave direction was something that I didn't expect from you. Like, you know, uh, knowing you, I guess, musically from the Bennies primarily, like that's a band that crosses a lot of genres already. 
you know, like at one point, what you go, we're calling yourselves like stoner, punk, doom, something, you know, like what, what it was. It was right. From hell, reggae, something, something. Oh, something. reggae. Who forget reggae as well, of course. So there's a lot of lines. So when I thought when Jules is going to do a side project, New Wave wasn't the first thing that sprung to mind, but it works really well. Tell us about your love of New Wave. It's, uh, it's, it's quite strange. It's something that has always been there in, like, if I, if I go back, and I've had a bit of time to sort of go back through, um, music and stuff. I don't know. In January, I started thinking about music and started thinking about the music I wanted to, I had already like in this backlog, which is collected over or crewed over the years with Benny's stuff. Um, which incidentally, like, yeah, when I, it's funny in being in a band, uh, it's a great creative outlet, but when it comes to some of the more complicated ideas or for whatever reason, there's stuff that, always hits a cutting room floor that, you know, it's not appropriate. It's, you know, it just just doesn't click. It's all for whatever reason, but they don't, those ideas sort of just don't go away. And I think I was getting, yeah, there was a point sort of coming up that it finally just hit this sort of like, I got a laptop, I got a sound card. I hadn't had a computer in 10 years, 10 fucking years. How did you not have a computer for 10 years? I just didn't need one. Phones got so savvy. Like I, I used to have one, but when as soon as you could put music on your phone and it had a camera that's half decent and you could record ideas on it or shit, like you know, do emails, that just rendered the whole uh, PC thing sort of redundant in my world. Yeah. So you know, it just once my I had a yeah a computer that completely shut itself and I just couldn't afford to replace it. I might just shut a door quickly. <laughs> One second. <laughs> we can hear the other family members. Oh, hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> well, Our previous uh, episode had some family pop-ins as well. So there's a recurring theme to the show now. Maybe it has to just become a part of the gimmick along with Taro. There needs to be like family pop-ins. Revolving doors. All right, we all are we all good. Yeah, we're back. All right, great. Yep. So, sorry, where were we? So, you were, you were saying that um, a lot of stuff makes it on the cutting room floor when you're in a band. Even when you're in a band like the Bennies that can do so many things, there's stuff that doesn't work, right? So, that's been sitting in your brain for a while, and you're like, I gotta, I gotta get this laptop now and make it. Yeah, yeah. Or there's stuff that works, and that takes the dominant attention off other stuff. Well, that dominates the attention span. So, it's not. Yeah. So, like. When that happens, you can only make so, you know, we've only got our time to, I suppose, when we're rehearsing whatever, to, to invest our time in certain amount of songs. It just starts. There, <laughs> <laughs> um, it gets to a point where you just stuff gets left out, you know, and you forget about it. Or, you know, you just like, you know, ah. Um, and for me personally, like, there's stuff from not like, for every band I've been in, like I've put my chunk of creativity into it and been met with, well, that's been reciprocated. And every band I've been in, I've always had stuff personally that has wound up on the floor and that yeah. accrues over time. I don't know why and I don't know for whatever rhyme or reason, I had the tools, a computer, and I have the ideas in my head and there's just, there was no excuse not to do it. And 
if I didn't do it in my head for whatever reason, uh, I, I said to myself, well, then you're just creating to distract yourself and not completing. Whoa. You know, and that, that as a concept in my mind, I let it, I let it rock me. I was like, oh, fuck it. All right. <laughs> it's I, rocking I'm, me I'm, now, I'm, dude. I'm my creativity to not finish ideas, to not solidify those ideas and make them the full concept for whatever reason. It's like a form of procrastination. Hmm. Um, it's like, and it's also probably more deep seated than that. Like, you know, it's a fear of completion than it can be oh, judged. It's, it's, so for me, it's yeah. like having the movie idea and like, it's a great idea and you can flesh it out as much as you want, but it needs to be on paper. It needs to be a script people can read. And that's like, I guess, having like off cuts of songs from bands past. It's like, oh yeah, they're there, but it's like, but you're exactly right. You, you have rocked me and that's putting it through the prism of writing. It's like, oh shit. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing. It's procrastination. Fascinating. Yeah. And, and calling, yeah, I mean, everyone's different, but calling yourself out on, you know, or, or knowing when it's an excuse or a real reason not to do something. And I think, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Ronan with De Niro, but there's like a, a, there's a scene where, or someone says it, it's like where there's doubt, there is no doubt. And when I start questioning my own impulse to create, and think I'm doing it, then I have to I have to explore that and work out if I am just fucking like, am I pissing or getting off the pot? Like, what's going on? And yeah. I did feel like I was starting to regress and starting to lose. I was starting to question my own sort of I don't know, worth, but not in a not a negative sense. Just like, hey, are you really being the person you portray yourself to be, or are you really just like not working hard enough? Wow. <laughs> yeah, weird. But, but cool. And, and it's not that, yeah. And it, yeah, but it is fairly introspective in, a, in its concept and fairly lowbrow in its execution. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, man. That's what an excellent little. Uh, if I'm looking at this podcast as little like scenes in a movie, that's a great little scene, but I want to like now jump back in time again. We'll retroactively go back to Jules's youth. Cause I really want to know what was going on in your house when you were a young one. Can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, of course, man. Awesome. So let's go. We've got a couple of questions here. Um, one of them is what was the music playing in the house? Like what was uh, playing when you didn't have control over the stereo? Who was it? And what kind of music was it? Well, I have, uh, that would be, Top-down power structure in my house would be probably my old my old man, uh, and and heaps of great great artists under his belt. Like so, if he was controlling it. Now that's pretty much just controlling the radio at that point, or like you know a little bit of vinyl, a few CDs and stuff. But that was like you know all the uh, Stax records, Soul, Otis Redding, Booker uh, T, Roy Orbison, Wow, Chris Chris. And like really, really good stuff. Um, and then I have two older brothers, like seven, ten years older than me. Wow. And they were uh, into the clash, the cult, uh, Prince, the cure, Echo and the Bunny Man, wow. Madness. Like, so yeah, they had that. It's already starting influence. to paint that force fields picture, you know, like it's, you can, it's. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. You, that was sinking in from when you were a little young. And that's been a part of me since I started to realize what music was. Wow. Even before I knew what music was, it was playing in the background. Uh, and 
had moments in like weird moments. Uh, Billy Joel Glasshouses, that album I, that I I had it in my I hand me down Walkman a tape when I was a kid, and I listened to it the other day, and like there's so many little nuanced bits in that that I've uh, subconsciously put into tunes, Benny's tunes, whatever, whatever I've touched has had like this sort of weird Billy Joel, but that particular album, because he's a bit of one of those, you know, musical chameleons, whatever. And I'm not, I'm not the hugest Billy Joel fan, but that particular album, that tape, um, you know, about a Batman bat dance with Prince, like he did the soundtrack. (laughs) That was in one of our recent episodes. Anna Gogo put that bat dance film clip in the YouTube playlist she curated. And that clip, I've seen that when I, I saw it when I was a kid. I've seen it when I was like a teenage Batman fan, and now it's still amazing. Like you can't deny the Bat Dance film clip. It's like genius. It, it it was like dated at the time, but for that reason, has never dated. Oh, it's like, like you know it purposely I mean? put it transcends, itself. Trans, yeah, transcends. It's transcended everything. Like, any trend, any any like idea of opinion, it had done it in a clip like with Prince has got like Jack Nicholson Joker makeup on and shit. Like It's half, half. On. He's like, he's like cut down yeah. the middle and like, it's like, it's what? Like version of Joker. It's amazing. He it's, just, you know, he's in his own world. I don't think he even thought about Two-Face as a character. I don't think he knew Billy D. Williams was being set up for Two-Face in that first movie, you know? No. <laughs> I don't know why I brought that up. Um, but if we're like, yeah, so like the, the, all the younger stuff was I had yeah my brothers which were hugely influential because they had the they actually had the at the time you know CDs and records and CDs in the early nineties were becoming the dominant format so uh, that's when Nirvana was coming out like uh, smells like Teen Spirit um, Aerosmith Pump you had Green Day Dookie as well around that time. Um, it was, and, and I was interested in music. I played guitar from like grade four. So that my brothers and my family used to just help me by kind of throwing whatever they thought I should like, you know, so like, uh, and justice for all. I never listened to them. I got the and justice for all guitar book with the tabs and shit, but I didn't even have the CD or the record. <laughs> like, fuck, I remember trying to work it out and thinking, fuck, I've never heard this album. I, I, I wonder if it sounds remotely like Metallica and uh, it turns out it really fucking didn't it like really and I never played Metallica after that so. <laughs> <laughs> I was so fucking cut I was like fuck Metallica fuck anyone who likes them when I was a uh, 13 and I just that and that lasted till I was like 30 Oh my God, this is so good. So in, in the lightning round opener questions we usually do, I ask a question, which is Metallica or Megadeth. So you've already summed that up. I feel like it might be Megadeth by default. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah uh, Dave Mudd says. Um, <laughs> if, 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 if I think it is Metallica because, my, because the people I know that like Metallica turned out I was outnumbered and I wouldn't have any friends. And so I'd have to say, yeah. Uh, as much as I'd like to say, yeah, Megadeth it probably is Metallica. So I'm just going to concede some sort of defeat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a 13 year old me, I, I backed it up for a long time, but then you realize, like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is just crazy. No one left. Kicking these people out of my life because they like Metallica. Yeah, to just let out. them in, let the Metallica in, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. They need to give me a reason. Like uh, those last, last five, six albums. Jesus Christ. Well, there's S and M two now. I got a, I got a Spotify notification on my phone saying that there's S and M two, and I'm like, what? They're doing Unforgiven three with a symphony orchestra. There's nothing forgivable about it. <laughs> exactly. That's so good. Sorry, some more lightning round questions here. Uh, the first instrument you just said that was a guitar, a hand-me-down guitar. What kind of guitar was it? Like a classical nylon string, uh, you know, basic nylon string guitar. Every primary school's got one. Every house, I reckon, has one, you know, behind the vacuum cleaner. On the Holiday stairs. houses as well. There's always one, like, yeah. in the corner, you know. Someone's tried to restring it with electric strings or something. Like there's been some yeah, drunken moments of courage and camaraderie around the campfire or some shit. Um, yeah, so I, 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 but probably the first one was a, um, a, a recorder. Yeah. Yeah, I, I played recorder. Didn't everyone yeah, yeah, play I, recorder? I, I at some stage, it was a, it was like in the syllabus for primary schools and shit. But um, the guitar is the pro- only. Like, I mean, when I say proper instrument, yeah, that's the only real one that uh, the first and arguably the only one I haven't mastered yet. <laughs> that's great. Maybe there's time. There's still time, Jules. You can do it. You know, it's a beast. I love it, but it, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot to it. I think that's the way, yeah. right? If you're, you're, you're a guy who like makes his own music in his bedroom, that's how you do it, right? I'm just going to like get them both, separate them both, sync them both up and then snip them back in. I think that's how it's going to work. It's going to be great. Just whatever gets it done. Good whatever, point. like the quickest way in, my, in the bedroom, that's a question. It's like, yeah, just absolutely. What I, I'm so susceptible to distraction that I just have to have the quickest way to get that idea out of my head and and get enough of it a framework and then just like press save. All right, cool. We're safe. Like, you know, it's like a save point in a video game or something, you know, I you have... do a whole level. Yeah. Gotta get this fucking save point. If I die now, it's all gone. Like, um, not that dramatic, but, but, but in a way, like kind of the same, um, emphasis i think i understand what you mean it's like yeah the idea loses steam after a certain point because when it's in your head and it's fresh you want to get it out and like write it on like a piece of paper or yeah or or edit it together or do something because you're like once tomorrow rolls around i'm not going to finish this you know like it needs to be i remember it like yeah the the arrogance i have sometimes like i'll fucking remember this whole bit two in the morning i'm drunk get home i've had a good night that sick idea and like I'll remember this got a photographic memory it's a fuck and then wake up just a photographic memory all of a sudden can't remember shit like try not to vomit and like, have a shower uh yeah it doesn't really work like that and another thing to be yeah kind of yeah so just get it get it down and, and also they're so fragile when when your muse talks to you and, and you've got an idea there's something that you've worked out in your to me it's like something clicked There'd be a bit I'm stuck on and it will go like it will just, it's all right. I've got to, and so, you know, most of the time it's just the phone has like a billion ideas on it. Just, but you got to kind of get the genie in the bottle. And then the next step is to do what I find arguably the hardest step is to then take that impetus of uh, motivation or like inspiration, not motivation and then be inspiration, then be motivated to make it, take it to its um, right conclusion, like to take it as far as it should go. And I'm starting to really 
get off on taking things as far as they can go, like without compromising, like, oh, I can't be bothered or like working through it, grinding it out and seeing what is possible and not sort of losing momentum, which is a, you know part of being quick and trying to get it down as well. Oh, I think it can be said to like, I think I'm listening to this and hearing you talk about it as you know, whether it be music in your case or creative endeavors, knitting when you take that up eventually, like, but for other people listening to that, they're probably hearing the exact same thing in their writing work or their podcast that they do or their, you know, like there's so many, it's, it's that creative process is the same anywhere, whether you're painting a picture or like writing a song, right? It's like, get me there to the quickest possible point. So it's the best it can be. So I can be proud of it and then continue working on it because I think the motivation drops off. It's like if the thing doesn't have enough legs in your brain in that first instance when you like write it down or like save the file, if you don't want to go back to that file, that's that's the genie got out of the bottle, I guess, in you, to use yeah. your metaphor, I think. It's like trying to remember a dream. Unless you write it down straight away when you wake up, every time you remember it, you bastardize it. Mm. You, 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 you insert uh, untruth into the, the original data point, which is just like waking up and writing it down. It, you know, And then it, it doesn't... It's so compromised, it becomes another thing. And that could be cool as well, actually. Like, nothing's wasted in that process. Like, yeah, I was just about uh, to say, that dilution can, can kind of dilute that into a really cool idea. Because, like, did you know that Terminator came about because of James Cameron's dream of, like, a flaming Terminator skull? I didn't know that, no. He had, I, like... I, 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 I love the Terminator series and, like, James Cameron. It's a character and uh, like you know because you love all that you know the abyss and he's and he's like now committed to doing all those scientific exploration and adventures and ties it i mean he's smart enough to tie it into movies as well so yeah anyway but yeah i'm with you there he's a genius and that's yeah, so he, had a, he went to the skull and he all of a sudden we got t-800s and t-1000 yeah he I think it was like a metal skull behind a wall of fire or something, you know, and that was the dream that he, the fever dream that he kind of like, and I think you're right. I don't think he woke up seeing a dun, 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 but I think after time he's like, yeah, it's metal and it's got red eyes and it's this. And then all of a sudden you've got like the most iconic fucking sci-fi thing ever, you know, amazing. I, 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 I really, there's so much to be gained in listening to whatever that voice is like the voice that gave you the skull, but you know, that gives you dreams, that gives you a, I call it my muse. It's a muse. Some people have a muse. My muse is selective and weird and quirky and like got a really shit time schedule that clashes with mine. But the more I respect the process of working with my muse and not against it, the more I find it brings me in harmony with my creative voice and my actual voice there's a aligning which mm. um i'm fortunate to have and so by listening i'm saying i'll record now i'll finish i'll get that idea that it's conclusion going back to that i that's what feeds so yeah there's a kind of um yeah. there's a there, there's a it's it, I mean, it's not really complicated it's listening to your inner voice and actually not being lazy and then realizing that shit this this is good for me this is good for my psyche this is good for me being on this earth it's good for my community me being my best me wow. and then that a nice positive sort of uh, momentum in itself and i like that world this I, yeah. uh, you know i don't want to lose touch of, of, of who i who i am i don't want to be complacent because of whatever like i don't like yeah so it gets into that sort of realm of 
You're talking about like positivity and when I messaged Craig, motivation, motivation, positivity, I don't know. It's all connected, man. Like I messaged Craig Salak and I said, Hey man, Jules is coming on the show. What should I ask him specifically? And he's like, (laughs) ask him about the power of positivity because he's like, he said a high five can make your day or your year or or something. I'm bastardizing the phrase. Um, But yeah. And and I thought about that and I'm like, wow, a high five really can change everything. Like a high five can stop wars. Like a high five can stop. You know, and, and, and yeah. it really made me think, and it was like a Cohen, like a like a or like some kind of mantra that I hadn't even thought of before I jumped into this podcast, and that was something that's been in my kind of headspace since since like beginning this podcast, because it's like wow, like yeah, re- really just doing something so simple and little and being the best you you can be and being a positive person is like think about how much like that just is going to bring back so many dividends, you know. But you know, there's a humility to this all this shit, like. Yeah, absolutely, and, and, and it's a form of quiet power that you don't need a gram, you don't need to do anything. It's like kind of, it's so personal that um, it it's kept to it's kept to you and those that there is the energy transfer with or the world you're in. Like for me, it's like my guitar. You know, that, that's the basic object that's followed me everywhere, and like the more I've respect it and what it's done for me the more it wants to hang out with me and kind of like yeah so and we've never stopped i don't look at it i don't try to analyze it too much but there's you know you do forget uh, i think well i forget how important um a smile sparkly ice technique men hysteric goats i don't know if you've read john runson's book but it's like yeah the the free earth army or whatever it's called um now it's even more pertinent with the COVID thing going on. Like we've all, we can't smile, you know, but a smile's a weapon. And, and, and but you can, what, what did uh, Lucy call it? Smiles. You smile with your eyes, sparkly eyes technique. You can smile with your eyes. And that's yeah. what they were talking about in the movie. But it's like those small things that like support positivity in and around you. Like, you know, laws of attraction, things like that. Yeah. That basic. We could get down to the quantum level, but I like to keep it on the emotional level. Uh, I've just, <laughs> yeah, bad things happen and you can get through it and you can really learn from stuff if you're honest with yourself and honest with your surroundings. Fuck, that's a great answer to a question. I don't know what I asked, but it was awesome. I didn't even know what the question was, but Craig asked the question. So let's blame him. Oh, yeah, let's blame Craig for that. Yeah, no, that's right. I just wanted to talk about, yeah, the positive high five. And I thought, shit, I've never thought of a high five like that before. I'm going to high five every time I high five now, like it could change the world, you know? Well, but yeah, like one high five, a, a, a greeting of any sort is a shock of recognition that can turn the world. Like, it can mm. turn your world for a minute, a day, or whatever. It can be the sort of thing that breaks whatever reality tunnel feedback loop you've got going on that you can just break that reality for a second and it can be like, oh fuck that interaction you might go back to it but you've got to you go back to it with a slightly pivoted lens perspective something that can sort of really conquer whatever's going on in the moment for yeah. better or for worse extra extra life experience like wisdom could be wisdom <laughs> you, you never know wisdom's weird isn't it like because wisdom now can work, turn out to be a really bad idea. A good idea now can be a bad idea. And a bad idea right now, through no fault of your own, but because we can't predict the future, can, in its roundabout way, then be such a great thing 
that the outcome could never be foreseen because you learned the hard way, but the hard way still provided the lesson. Yeah. Fuck, that's deep. You know, you still learn from the hard way. Like, you know, so yeah. it's kind of a, it's a beauty. You know, it's why clouds have silver linings. And it's and like you were saying, it's about having that positive attitude and being honest with yourself when you are faced with maybe a crisis or something or a COVID lockdown, you know? Like if, if you could be honest with yourself and find ways to be creative still and be true to yourself and, and, and like you were saying, have your creative voice in your what were the what was the other voice? Inner voice? Who what were the two voices? We need diagrams for this podcast. Uh, uh the, well the the creative Oh yeah, like yeah, like the projected voice and your actual self like yeah. the, the one you face society with like and the one that is you the one you the one you are like there's a performance going on when we're all going out and we're getting social media and when we're going to work or we're doing whatever engaging people society there's a performance that isn't as close to the true self as we'd like going on all the time that's that's not that's not fucking profound from my end. That's just that that that's been yeah. That we all do it. There's you know uh, because that's what you have to do to survive in a way, and it's good to do that in a way. But never lose sight of the the real you because you need that as a reference point for how far you're shifting. You know, kind of need to keep that your rock, your save point. You know, like yeah. all right. When, when did I when did I last like look at my shit and you know work out where I should go? Am I have I been too safe? Am I being too safe? Fuck being safe. You know, like have a chance to have that dialogue. Yeah. And then and then get involved and and li- I mean if you do listen to it or if you don't, it doesn't really it, do- it never really matters. But if you do, like you can do cool shit. And if you don't, you might wind up doing cool shit. But like, it's just a cool little thought thing to do to yourself. And you might be surprised. You know surprised. that episode of The Simpsons when Bart sells his soul and there's that weird dream where everyone's got their little soul buddies and they're like rowing boats mm-hmm. together and stuff. When you described it, that's the thing that went into my mind. If like you can get your inner like inner you, save point rock you, and the other one you, and you can work together. It's like Simpsons kids team up. It's like more powerful. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, oh, oh. It's t- completely. I'm just trying to remember that episode. <laughs> You go, yeah, you got the one rowing. They're rowing together, and then you, you, you're like, "I got no soul," and it's like, "Fuck you!" It's rowing in a circle. Like, Correct. Um, and Millhouse, out, you know? he's got like an extra dude. He can just sit and like sit back while the other two souls row. And have some um, strong squishing. <laughs> all right, I'm uh, I'm gonna try and get this thing slightly back on. I mean, I I knew this episode was gonna be all over the place, and I hope listeners are just enjoying our musings, but um. There is a slight structure to the show and I will try and adhere to it as best I can. Is that okay? Absolutely. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, did we do worst tattoo? Did that come up before? Oh, I didn't answer the worst tattoo. I think my worst... I don't really have any real bad fucking tattoos. Um, I think... My, my worst one is probably one that I... No, I don't, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I've been pretty lucky. Even my bad ones, like the, I'd, I'd say, I've got this like little fez, fez on my wrist, and I got it tattooed when I was pissed at the art house. And I'm like, oh, it looks like shit. But my friend did it, and in one of the rooms, and it's kind of like my art house tattoo because that's now since closed. Yeah. And I was going to say it's a shit. But when I say it's a shit, it's like, hey, well, 
the message isn't shit. The tattoo's like, you know, it could be better. But in its rudimentary drunken haze, it and it's on my wrist. Um, <laughs> it has become now like important. I don't know. Yeah. So like you know, I, I, when I woke up with it, I was like, oh man, I actually woke up with a tattoo. That's kind of cool. Oh, kind of shit. Um, and now it's like, but the art house closed down, and I, and I like it. Like I like the reminder. It's a really, really nuanced, little esoteric thing that. I know where I was, I know how I did it, I know it's a snapshot into my world, so I don't want to get rid of it. So, But it, it should be my worst tattoo, but it's actually my best one. Wow. Which is like, yeah, sort of fits the whole theme of whatever I'm talking about, I suppose. Like, Very much nothing's nice. really shit, because the game's not over until you're, you're actually just fucking dead. Like, you play the game long enough, like a shit hand can be the best thing ever. Like, I, mm. I think I'm loving, I'm loving that vibe at the moment, for whatever reason, like. Do you think it's because we're heading uh, into a bit of a negative world, you know, like because the, the, the world's kind of shitting itself? Do you think it's better to now realise it's like we're not out yet, you know, like the worst hand could still be the best hand? Do you think that's where that mentality is coming from a little bit to stay positive in this very non-positive time? Uh, um, yes, but yes, yes, I do. I do. And, and in my circumstance, in late December, my dad was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Oh, dude. And... He's not battling cancer. That involves some sort of, I imagine, a skirmish or a fight. He's just dying from it. Dude. So, and he's not, he's very close. He's uh, literally uh, watching the mortal coil unravel as we speak. Like, you know, today I was there this morning. It's confronting stuff. It's, it's in my world. It's helping fuel. It's a component of my world. Uh, and a thing going on under duress in COVID that, has helped me come to these conclusions actually wow. that's yeah that's you know like it's like seeing seeing my dad going through this stuff not going through it like it's it, well yes going through it but the degradation and the dying and the, and and you know the palliative care in this stage of you know just from december to now uh yeah, it, does, it shines a different lens. It, it puts another focus on, you know, who are you? What's going on? Because, you know, we're just, I'm seeing like this shit just ends. And I've, unfortunately, you know, whatever. Like, this is not a dark focus, but it's sort of twist into some sort of maudlin, whatever. Like, uh, no, I think if is, anyone can handle this water, it's it, you, man. Like, c- please continue. No, yeah, well, this is, but it's like at the moment, um, witnessing and being privileged to witness. Uh, this time with my old man, my dad. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is a time to reflect and shine light and look at what is making up my world. You know, just like looking at it. It's everything slowed down and COVID has slowed things down so much that you've got this benefit of having time to digest these lovely, true pers- perspectives, I suppose. They're not, they're not, they're not all pleasant. It's not like it's fucking like sitting there, like sucking a chop chop. You know, there's razor blades and apples. There's all sorts of weird shit. But at the same time, it's it's it seems to be having a good sort of. Uh, it's doing me good. It's good. It's doing me good to have the time with my dad and like see what he needs. It, it's and it humbles shit down. Like it's watching the strongest guy I've ever known become like uh, become a shadow of himself but the strongest light in a dying withering body. It's fucking, you couldn't, you can't, that's a gift. That's a fucking gift. 
Yeah. It's so much power in this experience. It's so painful uh, that, yeah, it's something that I'm still, I reckon I'll digest fucking till I die, whenever that may be. But yeah. Uh, but it's really, yeah, it's really, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's like you got to keep your head, keep your head, keep your, work out what you're looking at, work, work out what you like, work out what you like to enjoy. But this, so, but this is a last backwards because I was, motivated to do every, the creativity stuff anyway but then this shit rocks your world you don't ask for it bombshells happen and then you know when the rocks thrown in the pond you know can you surf for people you just you know, fucking drown in the ripples and it's nice to 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 uh break it down compartmentalize it and just look at it and 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 find those little steps forward that allow you to a the sharing your creativity and like making art but also just like you might even like be dare i say a better person shit, like you know looking at yourself and stuff like that I'm, i know i'm getting derailed yeah like because then you know because i bring that up but it's like that's actually really feeds the creativity thing as well like this these are this whole life experience the COVID thing so before i brought up my old man the COVID thing was um, one of the best things that ever happened to me being alone with my thoughts and my family and being a better dad and also, all right, laptop, all right, guitar. What have we got? First of all, can I even fucking record? Like, I've got the tech. Do I, do I fucking know what I'm doing? Like, do I know what I'm doing? Is this, is this a, um, I don't, but I sort of do. I've cleaned enough stuff over the years and like there's YouTube and shit and I know enough to sort of get by. So demoing and stuff like that was happening while bad information was happening, but you know, you never know outcomes and stuff. And so, yeah, uh, the force fields and the lonely God stuff is really coming out of, it's really starting to express itself now because it's like the perfect time. It's the perfect time to be locked down and creative. Like, yeah, and, and put the, and take the shit out of like my brain and my soul and like put it in people's ears. And it doesn't really even matter what it is. Like it, there's, there, there is a sound that's like new waves, the sound of it. Uh, there's definitely, I think it, 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 for whatever reason, my brain's just gone, but it's like mid seventies rock and mid eighties, like punk new wave. And just like, just deal with that. What are you writing in that? Thing. I just seemed to be caught in that realm for a bit. And then the other day I was like working away at some tunes and it, it doesn't branch too far out, but it's like, it's, it goes, it goes really wherever I want it to. It, I want it to go, it goes wherever it goes. Like yeah. it's, yeah, it's a zero um, pretension on its like execution in that sense. Yeah. It feels like the muse has given you these ideas and you guys are working together to put it out and that's going to evolve. However that evolves. Right. Because it, you know, limiting yourself would be going back on the things that you've kind of learnt in this time, right? Yeah, well, I, well that's the other thing, um, is in the time I haven't had a computer or I haven't documented or been so, like, uh, or, or worked in other sort of mediums or with other people and recorded other ways, um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, in the process of doing that I had gleaned enough information on how to do things. I'd learned a lot. You, you learn a lot. I've, you know, been involved in, a, in, in, in enough to, I bet surprised myself a bit, like in that time. And then now I think it's brought together a lot of skills that have 
seem like sort of bullshit skills and actually being like really handy and, and help me do exactly what I want to do, which is just a, like finding my own voice and melody through some of these ideas, some of which are concepts that have wandered between being kind of 20 years old to like an hour old. Because like the, 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 there's an, um, my, one of the, like the shit happens where when I first wrote a riff, I didn't have the skill. I, I absolutely didn't have the skills to execute the idea. You know, like I, I wanted champagne on a beer budget, but I couldn't even get beer. You know, like, <laughs> you know I can, I've, I, I haven't forgotten some of those. I've been surprised at what I haven't forgotten. And an ex, a more experienced me has come in on that idea, but with the same me talking to an older version of myself and then coming to compromises of maybe where it should have gone or what it could have done. And like, yeah, and being just, and being really happy with it. And it's also, uh, cool. Got one idea out, fucking nothing but net. Where's the next idea? It's, it's promoted this sort of like, okay. And, and, and I'm feeling the weightlessness or like the, the lesser burden of having these ideas sort of caught in the Ghostbusters trap hell. Like I've just held on to so much shit that like I need to, yeah. So as I, with each idea, it takes a few other riffs out. And I'm like, yeah, cool. And it's saying exactly what I want to say. And it's not watering it down and it's not doing anything else apart from like kind of being this fucking rad, um, outlet. honest, yeah, outlet journey. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and uh, there's so much left to put out. Yeah, and that's what's really exciting. So when I jumped across via the Instagram or Spotify, however I found the artist page, you had three songs and they were just individual singles. And I was like, that's genius. You can just put them out when you're ready. You just put out some singles. Uh, people listen to music so differently now. Like that doesn't need to be an album anymore, especially in COVID, especially if you can work at the speed of thought and just like get things to people. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, it, I can't do I – I don't even know – if I if I actually tried to do an album, you wouldn't hear one song for fucking. I don't. I, I haven't got the. I, I, I don't have the attention span. I, I I get so paranoid that I'll be sick of it before anyone even fucking hears it. That I'm starting to listen to those that paranoia and just like, all right, put it out. And, and not only that, talking to my mates and just like, fuck, what do you reckon I should do with this shit? Like, I can't. I was initially gonna, and it will be a band. Like there are gods out there. <laughs> right. They're lonely now, but, but but they've gone into hiding during the COVID um, season, <laughs> and so and that just that just forces my hand of what I need. Like, all right, so I can't do this, so I've got to do this. Easy, okay, cool. Now I know my constraints. Let's like do that. But it's yeah. Um, but I, I really the idea is like okay. We'll keep going. I'm, well, fuck them. I've, I've, I've taken Jenny's out of the bottle now. Like, and I, I have all this sort of stuff. So I just got to kind of work through it. And um, a big challenge was getting the first song out and just like, okay, I'm going to like turn this on and have <laughs> yeah. that more than, more than just my poor wife and uh, daughter and dog listening to this shit over and over again. Like, um, and Jake Holmes, who's like my uh, fucking dear bud, 
engineer, master, a mixer. We work together. Um, he takes, he a sound, he helps me interpret the sounds like from rough demos to, I try to build them up, give him a picture, but yeah, he's, he's, he's a really big component over the last, since I've been doing this, like, of, um, like trying to get, giving the production, getting the, you know, he, I'm not that good at knowing what synthesizer made this fucking sound. I just fucked with it enough. And he knows how to go like, well, that, you know, that actually sounds a bit like this fucking old analog synth and like, you know, and helping helps me with that shit yeah. and, and, and records it all, you know, cause we go through stages. It's weird. Like these have gone through a couple of stages of demoing because I actually had time like, yeah. to, to do that. It's lovely. Like I had the benefit of time instead of being kind of like, like how I've always done things by the seat of my pants. This is a real break from my usual work habits. That's, that's and, and a welcome break. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. It's interesting. I, I, Jake Holmes was on my list here that you've mentioned him as well. So tell me about how he got involved. You, he's just a good buddy and you just sent him some like of the earliest demos of you trying to record on your laptop. Is that how it kind of went down? Yeah. Yeah, we work at um, Max Watts venue, a great venue in Swanson Street, Melbourne. And um, he rips the tickets and I work the bar. And Jake one day sent me a recording of stuff he works on, Al's, that he just writes himself. And it, it, I have, it fucking dropped me. It, absolutely. I, 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 and for, I reckon it was about a month then, I just was emailing the, his, a list of his songs to all my friends saying, you've got to listen to this shit. And then when I realized that I didn't know enough about what I was doing, I looked to Jake for sort of guidance of, you know, how do we do this? And he has a recording set up. So yeah, between my place and his place, we could, you know, and he's just donated and not donated, but he's just got the vibe he gives in these, like he's perfect. He's the perfect. He's like Obi-Wan. I just, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. We have a great chemistry, and there's not, it's not a, there's not a fucking frown uh, in the joint. It's nice, very, very encouraging. But yeah, and it makes it makes some of these ideas possible to execute because I don't like, I don't know, I'm not. Yeah, it's, and I, I suppose I, I, I've got the benefit of having the three songs about, but I've got the next five are. And it's funny drip feeding it out there because I don't, in a way I don't really want to do it, but I can't afford to make a full release. So it has to be released like this. Like if I'm doing it myself, I don't have any money. Like, so that, the, that then guides the medium, what, you know, how to get it out there and shit. Yeah. And that's cool. So, and I think in um, isolation, so it's the best way to kind of get new things to people, drip feeding them, you know, little bit by little bit. Like we're all in, we're all in media consuming mode heavily. You know, everyone's listening to more podcasts, more audiobooks, more movies, more TV. Like, have you been watching more TV and movies and in ISO? No, no, not, not really. Um, what have you been? No, like- not at all. I, 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 I can't watch a movie because my, I have a little girl who's 18 months old today. Wow. Um, we live in a two bedroom apartment. There's not, it, it, there, are, it, it, there isn't really the ability to do things that are like an hour and a half long that are just you without sort of helping out around the place. And that's also, um, when it comes to recording, some of these ideas have been, um, oh, everyone's out going to the shops or the park. I need to get a vocal takedown. 
I'll put the donor over my head. Oh no, they've come home. And then like, it's, yeah, there's some pretty challenging conditions to, to get this stuff to sound even remotely good. Like, yeah, some of the, yeah, that and Jake's joint, you know, like we've both, we've, sometimes we're just sitting there trying to make these, got these ideas in our head and we're fuck, how do, I, how, do, how do people do it? How do we, how do we take a billion dollar budgets and, and whittle them down and try to find these sounds? And uh, we're getting, we're getting, I think I'm fucking happy with it. So like, yeah. And that's the other thing. How happy do you have to be to release something? I I, I'm, not, I'm never sure. So uh, you know, part of the reason there's not all these songs out there is like uh, they're not ready, but they're, they're really the, the the set list is out there. Oh man! So I live yeah. by words that Dave Haley told me, which is like projects are never finished, only abandoned. And I think that's you know like that's that's the thing. It's like at what point can you give up on that drawing or that podcast edit or that vocal take or it's like well like you know and i think budget's the easiest way to cut that off at the neck because it's like well we just don't have money to do another one so you got to put the doona back on your head and do it in your room you know yeah and, and, and i think when you do put the dino in your head and the, and the dog cycle bark and you wait and you, you kind of there becomes i don't know it makes it, I, I'm kind of fond of that sort of that style of shit. I like, I, don't, I come from like punk rock musings background, like a DIY ethics and, and just getting shit done and not fucking like speak to the results, speak to how it makes it feel. Don't, don't get caught up in the, in the, in the shit. Like don't analysis is paralysis. You know, don't, don't, don't start. Don't bore us get to the chorus. Let's just like do it. And and you can, and you can do it. it, it like I, it, I've got so many excuses not to do shit. I really do. Like I could, but what, I don't. You're a young want... dad. Like already, Pardon? that's like you're being a young dad instantly puts you to a point where you're like, oh well, I didn't record that thing today. It's like that's totally fine. You know what I mean? You go be a dad. You know, like that. That's an easy. It's an easy way to give yourself an out if you didn't want to. You know, make something really. Uh Uh, yeah, oh, well, uh, yeah. Uh, anyone who's in the in the parenting game, like, oh, you you could you could use. I can't speak for anyone. I, I, I have trouble with things like that because it's like, ah, oh, yeah, you could, but I can't really. But what if you look at it like, fuck? There's my kid. Like, who am I? Mm. What am I? You know, like, who the fuck am I going to say I am to this child? Can that child look me? Can I look myself in the mirror and say I am this person? And then if you fall short, what are you going to do about it? Mm. Like, cool, do something rad. You know, like there's some cool dialogue that exists that is like I will fucking do whatever it takes, no matter what the constraints. Like, cool. So you got a donor over your fucking head, <laughs> and you're doing the recording because because you're looking at your. This is you're accountable. This 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 little beautiful, um, hopefully not uh, a future where we need Sarah Connors and T eight hundreds and T one thousands, but potentially a Sarah Connor character. Um, you know, I could see right, can see right through my soul, and if it's funny, ooh, I'm in trouble. And I think that's good. I think there are some like yeah, I, I I'm a bit sick like that. I kind of like like listening to that shit. So, oh, that's the motivation I need. Otherwise, you know, I've got so many excuses. <laughs> I know how to fucking love it. 
and, and we all do like we, we all have the excuse right now and i think you know people listening to this podcast if that makes you feel down like oh, i don't really feel like creating at the moment i think there's lots of time for reflection i think there's lots of time for that kind of conversation with yourself i think that's if you're not creating it's probably because you're not being honest and that's that thing you got to do first it's like right what do i want to do how can i get there how yeah. can i improve and then that's when you'll start creating and that's when it comes out like you know i've got friends in you know everyone in iso obviously like you know has a creative outlet that's probably being squashed in some form or another right they can't do whatever it would be that they'd like to do as much as they'd like unless you're knitting where you could probably do all of it all the time and you probably not heaps of shit like sylvester stallone has right now but uh, you just need wool, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you just need wool. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of crap. <laughs> what if the supply chain gets lopped off though, Jules, you know, because of COVID and then the, the fancy knitting stuff can't get to you anymore? Start unpicking your fucking woolen clothing and knit something else. I don't know. What do you do? That's positive, yeah, like, there's nothing. <laughs> does it start designing, designing the shit you knit. Mm. I'm sure there's like knitting designs that, you know, there's, uh, I don't know how to do that. Learn CAD. I don't know. Like, I, mean, I I can't. Fuck, I, I really feel like I'm running the risk of, I want to sound like a, a fucking motivational person or whatever like that, because like just in the, in the vibe of this whole, um, podcast uh, framework. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, yeah, I, I can't, if I'm coming, uh, my biggest concern is coming across as preachy, but there's really a lot to be gained, especially now in you'd be surprised how many things you have to make you really kind of, especially if you're creative. And I, that's the sort of lens I look at a lot of things because that's my dominant form of living is and what I enjoy. You have a lot of those things that you, it's just like, no matter how shit it is, just fucking start it and finish the shittest version of it. Just do it. Just finish the shittest. It might be, a sculpture and it might take it might be just rubbish but if you just just finish something i don't know like why that is important but like start start putting your money in the hat of the arena that puts your artistic worth on the table in front of everyone to be judged and forget about it and keep moving yeah. like keep making Keep moving. Keep making. Keep like just keep fucking moving. Like I don't know. Like that's I, I got a romantic sort of. Maybe I'm just I'm just sort of staring at the window right now during this good podcast. But like you know, fucking um, yeah. It's it's just such a. I don't want to ramble, but chipping away at something that you want to leave. Now when I say leave behind, I'm thinking of my dad. So mm. something you want to leave behind. I've been thinking about how I talk. So what do you want to leave behind? So like, you know, there's fucking cool shit you can leave behind. How honest is the shit you're leaving behind? Ooh. That's the secondary thought that I've had lately. That is the real thought that I like, I've been sort of taking with me. There is anything that sort of sums up a lot of it. It's like how, like, you could bullshit as much as you want to anyone else, but like, really, like, what's going down with the chips that, that mirror work? Well, it's it's a it's a really interesting thing as someone like myself who's putting this podcast out to be left in the fucking like you know halls of time on the internet. It's like, oh yeah, that's a really interesting point. You know, like what's that? What's this little scratch I'm making on like the tree of life? You know, this tiny little thing. It's like your scratch will be at a time that that's what it was, and if if you stick with it over the and else time, 
you can always say, well, that was the best I could, I don't know, like, you know, like, it's like, oh, fuck, given what I had, that's what I fucking had, yeah. right? It's it, the, the, the level of compromise is always there, but sometimes it's not just about, like, whether it was a bit, whatever, or this, like, the level of compromise is, is you know it on the inside, you, you know it, you know what I mean? Like, you know it when you said it, you know it when you spoke it, you, you kind of never forget those things that are just so deceptive, but... Um, and I, I speak from experience with that. Like, you know, I've, I've, just, some, I've just talked some fucking shit in my time. But <laughs> never compromise on certain things. Right. And um, I'd like to think that wherever the momentum of uh, pulling the ace of wands in reverse, being on this podcast, that's with Force of the Lonely Gods, kind of feels one like proof of concept for the card being dealt. Oh yeah, dude. The the fact that you made this thing and put it online attracted me like a magnet. So I was like, boom, that's really fucking cool. And I want to talk to Jules on the podcast about it. Like, so you doing that has already like it's already grown as an idea based on the fact that you know, yeah, people are listening, people are interested. Like, I'm interested, you know. So like the music dealt the card, or the creativity. The muse dealt. Muse gave the music that dealt that then gave me motivation to make the music, then put out the. You know, I love that sort of like how that, that little sliding door shimmy. And so so here we are. I pull that card and it does fit, you know, the last six months. Like a, like a glove, like a, like a glass slipper. <laughs> That's Cinderella. And then, like, you know, my fucking... Uh, oh, hopefully nothing turns into a pumpkin. But then I make pumpkin soup. Yeah. It's a giant pumpkin too. You can make pumpkin soup for everyone. Oh, people are poor out there, man. COVID's hitting hard. Everyone's lost their jobs. I've lost my jobs. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're just going to make pumpkin soup and we're going to party. Yeah, that's right. Fuck, that's oh, such a wonderful sentiment. <laughs> Through its Cinderella metaphor. Awesome, dude. Um, we're really... If it is Cinderella. You, you love Cinderella? Uh, no, I, I don't mind the old... Brother. Is that Brothers Grimm? Um, fairy oh, yeah. tales and shit. Disney ripped but, uh, up. No, like, yeah, a one-on-one Cinderella story. Um, no, no. I, I, I couldn't trust anyone that lives glass shoes. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Something I want to... Sorry? You can't see how bad, like, you know, not on the turps and then, like, walk around in glass shoes. Oh, yeah, God. I mean, it makes sense to shoeies, but after that... Uh, it would actually make more sense for shoeys. Like that actually makes more sense than like I think Cinderella was was getting it wrong, completely. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, a beer in a tetanus shop. <laughs> I want to talk about. You mentioned before that you've said some stuff before that you, you know, like oh, you know, like maybe I don't believe that now, or like you know, you can evolve and change, and ideas can grow, but you need to get you need to have those ideas in their infant stages before you can get to you know talking on a podcast about the kind of fourth evolution of that idea right um something that's really interesting that's stuck with me is a a comic book writer i really like called grant morrison talked about um he kind of pioneered the matrix look so like uh he wrote a comic book called the invisibles that came out before the matrix and in that they all wear like leather jackets and you know shaved heads and piercings and things like that and he talked about sorry oakley ey's the sunnies that oh exactly yes it's all the, you're, you're in the zone. This is the zone I'm talking about. So he talked about that culture and he was kind of a bit of a poster child for that, wearing like PVC pants and like, you know, leather shirts and all kinds of random shit. 
And he talked about it as a scaffolding that's like you need to build that around you and have the leather jacket. So then eventually when it comes off, you're still that person, but you almost need that to build yourself there. And I find that a really interesting concept. And you, you touching on that with your thoughts resonated. I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that. So kind of reminds me of David Bowie getting a limo before he made it in a way like kind of you talk big you gotta you gotta well is that fake it before you make it is that kind of like putting that armor on putting that thing around you to be the vessel that's the bow to then transport you to a place you want to be and then take it off but you're the hopefully in the process you've acclimatized to that shell and that's who you are mm. that and i think but that- you become the vessel that you've imagined to be but it's not really you but in the process of doing that it becomes you but you have to go through like that sort of like rite of passage or some shit but in the process like it's it's it it, it reeks of some sort of lesson doesn't it? <laughs> you're like you can't just fucking like oh yeah i just want a limo i'll become a fucking pilot like oh yeah cool like that doesn't really work like but there is an element of backing yourself and you know putting on your sunnies and taking the red pill and feeling cool it's yeah and i think the bowie uh comparison is exactly the same like for if you want to be a matrix dude go wear some leather pants if you want to be a rock and roll icon legend you're going to get in a limousine before you're supposed to be in one like that's going to happen regardless right fucking oath and like you know the uh the drugs or the clothes or whatever won't take credit for your art but they'll help motivate you and it like you get out there don't be boring like you know put something fucking that's not black, gray, brown, or navy on, right? And see what that does to your psyche. You know, like, you know, just be, if you have to put on another mask, if that's the tool you need, do it. Like, if you, if you need, if you don't feel like your own self is strong enough, create an alter ego, fucking do it. Yeah, like, dude. that, everyone's different, like, you know, but there's there's methods, there's, there's a way out. And there's a lot of really, really beautiful examples in pop culture or in highbrow culture or in high culture or in academia that have done just that. Like you've got the inspiration out there. It's like, there's no excuses. Like in that sense, like um, most of the time there's someone who has like done what you've done. And when you, yeah, like not in a bad way, but they've, they've been there and like, you can actually fucking without even digging too hard, but get, get through it, get your shit up and running. Like, look at me. I've got three fucking songs Rory. Yeah, so let's Three. <laughs> tell us about so, one. So when a did single you... after the single, <laughs> you're unstoppable. <laughs> you're unstoppable. You're recording under a doona in your t- tiny room with dogs and babies and a wife. And, you know, like you know, it's, it's all happening. I get it. It's amazing. Like, tell Where's us about. Doctor. <laughs> oh so goodness. so when so this so this started in January. Like first demos were kind of on recorded from your guitar into the computer in january like is that when this the, the birth of this started yeah. that's when i got the sound card <laughs> and then did so, you, it was how, like i got the sound card and i was like oh cool and now let's do it what program did you use to record the stuff on your end when you first started you using GarageBand? yeah all of it yeah pretty much amazing and that comes free with um, like a macbook right so then again when you're talking about no excuses yeah. like it's built into the on computer my phone, oh like yeah Wow. Um, it wasn't like heaps of, because you can go line in and I can, you know, there's not, 
it's come a long way as well. Like garage band now is a lot different to what it was. Um, but you can, I'm surprised what you can do. You can do all the basic sort of, I don't need a lot to do what I do, like the way I imagine stuff. Like it's all in there. Um, more expensive programs are just yeah, cool. I have it really great. And like, you can hear it, but at the same time, it's, it's, this is better than a four track. It's better than just a dictaphone. It's way more powerful. So yeah, it's, um, and it's quick as fuck. Wow. And then it goes, then go into logical tools after that with better microphones or better whatever, like, you know, reimagining what the actual, how do you execute it? You know, what, that's the second step. That's kind of where the fun, it's more a production thing than an actual reporting consideration. Like, oh, wait, wait, you don't know how that, that's talking about my ass. They're like thinking about how, what sound we need and then just sort of fucking trying to work out how that. Happen. Yeah, and, that's, um, that's interesting to me. You mentioned before how like uh, Jake mentioned the synth that was like a, you know, it's like we can get that with an analog synth, you know, is that what you're talking about when it comes to that, that production, that imagination? Just, yeah, he had the, he has the uh, core. I'm like, well, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's more fitting and that's actually what I'm going to, that's what I need. So yeah, I've got a synth now. Um, and I'm kind of discovering what I need as I do it, um, you know, kicking myself i got rid of a bunch of uh, musical instruments that i wasn't using and now i'm like fuck yeah i had four basses and i didn't use them for years like years absolute years just like you know door stops and then i'm like fuck kill for a bass <laughs> 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 don't have one um and then you know like te- you know percussion and all that stuff and um yeah but it's that's where like the other lonely gods have sort of come into it and been part of my journey yeah, they'll bring the tools. That's exciting. Yeah, there's there's a lot there's there's a lot to. I'm trying to keep it pretty simple though. I'm trying to like I love writing lyrics. Um, I've been really 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 digging going through and, and and being able to be like true to each tune. I don't know if you do get a chance. If anyone who's listening happens to listen to. Your name, mind control, and walls. I think you'll you'll hear kind of like movies associated with those, like pop. I think that it, it's sort of like it is one of the more like diary style snapshots of who I am than anything I've probably made. I definitely anything I've ever released. There's some Benny stuff that gets on there. There's some like old band stuff that I've done, but this one's definitely the one that is like, oh, oh, yeah, it's so cathartic to be like making these tunes. Like they're, they're good. That's like a piece of me. It wow. really is a piece of my mind. Like, yeah, without any shit attached to it. And I've, I don't actually have a lot of shit involved in music. It's been so fucking awesome and such a fun game, but this one's like, yeah, the, the Force Fields and Lonely Gods is like got the, I'm loving that freedom. It's like the fluid freedom of being able to sort of take them and have how I'd like to ex- execute it. And I'm fucking stoked that really, really early on that there's even a podcast associated with being. That's 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 even beyond. That's 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 well beyond my. Uh, that's that's gold, infinite achievement. Actually. Wow! Great. Oh, I'm so glad. I wish I had I had a- yeah, well, I mean, it'd be, it would have been uh, um, 
yeah, I mean, the future of rock and roll in Melbourne, which is such a rock and city. Uh, I'm going to be excited to not, you know, I mean, I, I'm definitely excited to bring this to the stage and fucking go see. And I'm excited to also hear all my fellow community members and artists who are really hit it tough during this time. Um, I can't wait to hear what they've had to say, how it's sort of built up and affected them. There's no pressure there. You, you know, you can just not do anything. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. But it's this curious event in history where such, like one of the, lucky enough to have traveled enough to know how rock and melon rules, fucking rules. I know there's a lot of people out there who, A, rocking kick-ass musos that, that's the world i love and know how to say things and they're just taking it in throwing it through their filter and i think people are worried about where we're headed full stop like don't be it's going to come out with a vengeance but it, it, it can't it can't it, it's impossible to kill it doesn't exist. You know what I mean? It doesn't fucking, you can't kill something you can't touch. <laughs> Possible. And there's just too many fucking people I, I, I genuinely love and a lot of people I don't know and love and a lot of people I don't love and don't know who I know are killer out there. Like, um, so, yeah, I think we've got a, we've got a really exciting time. I think books, movies. I think people are going to work on, like, a depth that we've never seen, you know, and not no depth, just disposable shit that we want to eat up, which is fucking awesome as well. I don't know why I'm telling you like these musings. You didn't ask that question. It's an amazing, that thought train just kept rolling and I just hung on and I was like, yeah. That I would think about Yeah, I mean, I, I genuinely like, you know, looking out the window, rolling a joint or a cigarette and, and musing on where, you know, I, know, I know it's stressful and I know I've been stressed, but then it's like, what can you, you know, that sort of stuff, what can you control? Control. A lot of these little things, and, and, and not be, not think everyone's just sitting there fucking not thinking about stuff. Like, wow, we finally had the break we everyone needed. I think everyone's so saturated to value. We're probably going to go into a fucking hyper-valued local gold, a diamond economy. Every song's better than the next. Stories. Yeah. They're just those are stories. Fuck you. Fuck. Yeah, that's. It now. It, I was going to say, that's actually, like, you know, there's a lot of people doing a lot of great stuff at the moment, but I think at the time where we're at in the current state of creative spaces in Victoria, specifically, like, it's pretty exciting to see you, you know, demoing this stuff, getting it recorded, getting it out, and, and like, yeah, being, like, bold enough to put it out, because I'm sure there'd be a part in your brain that's always like, oh, don't put it out, it's not ready, it's not good enough, I don't, don't know what people will think, like, all those things would be swimming around your brain, I assume, right? Oh, yeah. It's, I just don't know when that... Fuck it. No one can answer it for you. It's like, well, do you reckon it's ready to go out? And, and I, I don't know when that time is. There is one thing I think it's helpful to anyone who's doing this sort of shit. It's like, if you're just adding stuff in because it's ready. Like, you might not think it's ready, but if you're just sort of like looking at it and going, I could do this, and, and it, but for no reason, it's ready. 
That's, and that's where the point I was getting to with some of these things. I'm like, ah, okay, so I've called bullshit on myself. I've, I've now made some songs. I've now got to record them better. And then the last step of calling bullshit on myself is actually putting them out. And that's where we are now. That's, that's, and not that there was a lot to call bullshit on, but there is enough. There's enough that I had to call. And, you know, now it's out. I'm like, fuck, I probably should have, I couldn't have done earlier this year. Like, I couldn't have finished some of the ideas. I couldn't have had new ones. Um, so it's really a product of the times. This is, and this podcast is a product definitely of the times. I mean, it's a product of that whole, it's a moment in somewhere it just had to, really had to have. Had to, like, otherwise, yeah. There's too many other reasons for it to not happen and just get caught up in that shit. Mm. Here we are. It's now it's out there. Gonna have to fucking tour it. Gonna have to come out with record. I'm loving that. Yes. What, a, yes. what about like the kind of outfits? Like, have you got any ideas of how like the Lonely Gods are gonna look on stage? Like, is that something that crosses your mind? Yeah. It's dark for now. Dark on stage. Really warm. Like, like I don't know if that some of those are new cans. I don't know how well they do like that warm red. But like, I think the first show is gonna be heaps of smoke, warm red. Type formation and executed tunes. What they're wearing, it won't really matter what we're wearing. You won't be able to see enough of them. Um, but as that grows, and I think it's going to, like, you know, as the bud grows, the flower blooms. So, yeah, it's just going to start simple. Yeah. I know one thing that whoever's involved with me, we don't have any money. So, <laughs> and we don't need money to do it. <laughs> so, hopefully, given our imaginations we can take some of the basic shit and uh, make it interesting but and i think it'll be yeah I, I i don't know i never really worried about outfits on stage i really want to focus on getting as tight as fuck for the for the stage yeah like, chucking some live energy behind it like that's yeah i'm missing that vibe I, I haven't been able to like really crank a guitar for a long time now so it's like when it does i wouldn't be surprised if it does this thing where you hear the recordings now and the live result is true to that, but has uh, like a bit more shit behind it. Yeah. I can feel that. Uh, yeah. And I've been trying to sort of work out the best way to do it. And um, the, like all the elements and it's, you know, uh, hopefully I'll be able to get a chance to then talk to you and go like pull another card and right, now I've got the band fully finally sorted and we're playing shows. But for now, that's a lot of hot air. Like, I can't really muse on that. We can only talk about what's done. And there's three songs out there. Very true. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to cover about those three songs uh, that we haven't talked about yet on this podcast? Yeah. Uh, once, like, yeah, I suppose once, like, New Wave, Your Name, which happened out of true events, classic not remembering people's names or not or being treated like shit because you didn't remember someone's fucking name. Oh. Um, and the and, and, and keeping it real tight as a, as a pop track, yeah, it's very wordy. It's like I wasn't sure. Um, yeah, it's straight away, like straight in. But the delivery dictated the style, and it was a, a style I hadn't really had a chance to fucking like lean in on. So new wave. Um, and then if you get down to mind control, uh, that's straight out of a like a glam book, like you know glam your T-Rexes and stuff like that, your, uh, Rebel Rebel, uh, Bowie, a lot of that just stomp. 
and I really wanted to see. I love that style of tune, like that's kind of like New York Dolls trash, or you know, where it's just you don't fucking need a lot of drums going on, but the way the melodies develop over it's just a solid beat, and keeping it kind of the production where you know, it uses some of the elements of those like mid seventies kind of glam performances where the backup vocals a bit too loud. Shit like that. <laughs> it's like yeah and, and then um yeah i made walls which is like an old it's been through a few incarnations but it's finally landed on it and that's a really synth driven track that kind of like i was writing and i had uh like pretty and pink and 16 candles a lot of, a lot of john hughes movies yeah like without that sound like playing while well, I was just sort of just thinking about shit or as a distraction. And um, that then became more of the production value on having something like that, which is also, yeah, uh, uh, like the other two, like straight up, just trying to, once I feel like I've got an ideal idea of what the song should maybe sound like, limiting the production values to that era of the song. So, um, mind controls is a bit more lo-fi than like the new wave sound of your name and then walls is a little bit more compressed in the vocal delivery and it's like so it's yeah I, may, I might be over, overthinking it too much but you know it's sort of like that wean approach where they sort of write for the song or the, whatever the mood of the song is you know yeah and we'll, I think by the end of this year we'll have a better idea both of us of what it, it is yeah right that's really interesting yeah, now that you say that because it's like this is your baby in a way and it's not even yeah. fully formed yet. It's just like kicking around. There's, there's, there's a, a bit enough form for me to have like the next step involved, but it's there's a lot, there's a lot, so much that's left the question mark over it that is yet to be formed. That, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to watch the space. And um, yeah, but I've got every intention of continue now that this has started just to take it to like, our previous thoughts of its logical conclusion which is as far as it needs to go and i'm excited to know how far that could be which is fucking <laughs> like pretty far in terms of like i've, I've got a lot of i sort of want to flesh out so i've got a, got a, got a lot to keep me busy hopefully we can get locked up <laughs> did you say hope to, hope will be locked up a little bit longer yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's making me into a better dad. I get to see my dad is like, you know, he's pretty unfortunate circumstances at the moment and get to make music and be a household. It's what's, you know, my dog. Um, yeah, hopefully I can be locked up for a bit long. I'm not talking for everyone else, but for me, like, yeah, I don't I don't really mind. Like, yeah. It doesn't. It's I'm, good. I, I have enough time to sort of suss more shit and you know work out some of the things on the reverse ace of wands um get so like yeah i mean it i know that's shit i mean i don't i know people are having a hard time and i, I don't want this to go on some people have hard shit but if it was just like a bullshit thought like how long do you want this to go on it's like oh yeah i could be great that. cool uh yeah do i honestly think that probably not but you always gotta put shame you gotta put that clarification out it's, it's a shame that life being on pause has to be also in lockdown. It's like, can't we just pause life but be able to go back outside? <laughs> like that's, yeah. yeah. That's but, like 
stage three, you know, it's like, that's where it's like, that's pretty good, actually. I don't have to go back to work, you know, <laughs> but I can go outside as long as I want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, fuck, it's, um, it's all, uh, I don't know. I haven't, for re- I, looking at what you don't have, it's just going to fuck you up. I, it would fuck me looking at everything outside my window and go, oh, I can't do this, can't do that. Because there's so much, it's the whole world you can't do. <laughs> and you know, like, what you can control. Well, like, hey, I don't know if you checked in lately. I'm briefly to Jules, but have you practiced like this on guitar? Like, there you have it. So, you know, shut the fuck up. And like, you forget about what you're worried about. I, don't know. I forget about what I'm worried about. That's, you know, the, the whole uh, creative process is a, is, a, is a brilliant distraction. But it, can distract from itself oh. in the process of yeah totally totally can <laughs> see because i'd start getting distracted thinking about the outfits before i'd even finish the songs <laughs> you know i'd be like oh good even yeah i i i, I think about the guitars i'm like fuck oh, man good good chance to get a sick new guitar i haven't bought a new guitar <laughs> in such a long time um yeah, all of a sudden i'm looking at the guitars um but yeah i mean outfits don't know, isn't that going to be a massive amount of fun? Yeah. For the moment, my outfit is what other people imagine to my tunes. So, like, you know, I think for me and the few people who listen to what I'm even doing or have an interest in it, um, I think they have found themselves, like, having a break from a bit of reality and imagining the outfits that it would take to pull off such a, uh, just rock and roll pursuit. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's a glorious distraction. It's like, oh man, think of me wearing some sweet flares or something. You know, like you can do. You can think about that. You know, now and then it's just like a fun distraction. To, I feel their airwaves, and just crutch shots and tight jeans and seventies shit, or Gary Newman esque fucking uh, perversion. <laughs> All right. Lightning round question for Jules. Uh, number one, analog or digital? Both. Um, di- well, digital. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, above everything. By far and away. Wow. Yeah. What time did you wake up today? 4.45. Wow, that's early. Is that baby life? Yeah. Uh, last thing you read? Oh, uh, the John Safran book, Murder in the Mississippi. Oh, was it good? Yeah, it's really good. It, it reads, it, it, yeah, it reads like a like a crime podcast or some shit. Yeah, it's surprisingly awesome. Yeah, he's getting way into that now. He has that occult uh, Amazon Audible podcast. It's exclusive now. That sounds great. I can't wait to listen to it. Oh, okay, cool. Um, do you have a first memory? Like, can you remember something vivid like from the... Hmm? First, like, ever, ever, first mm. memory. Like, yeah, the first. Um, no, uh, not really. No, I mean, I'm trying to think. Yeah, there was definitely... Um, no, I think it was three or something. I have no real memory up until... I don't have any like, coming out of the womb. Gets like, yeah, there's none of that. Like, my memory is so bad. I'd be struggling to think. Maybe when I was like 
finishing grade six or something. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I, really can't, I just don't, I wouldn't even know what it is. I'd just be making shit up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This question has had holes poked in it many times by people being like, what do you actually remember? And I was like, I just like hearing what people say. Uh, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you deconstruct that question all you want. Um, are you tea or coffee guy? Coffee. What was the last thing you cooked? That's how I cook schnitzels. Uh, if schnitzels. You, schnitzels. <laughs> Just schnitzels. Yeah. Uh, if you were reborn, who or what would you like to be? If like you get to be reincarnated. Be reincarnated. I would like to be reincarnated as a worm. A worm. A, it's like an earthworm or like a particular type. Yeah, like of an earthworm. Yeah. Sick. Um, oh, you got more on the worm? Yeah. I heard someone say that the first karmic layer is compost and worm breaking down where because things die. The worm breaks down, helps tra traverse things from the physical realm to feeding the, the next realm. So the worm, it's pretty fucking... I don't know how romantic it is to be a worm, but I imagine in the dark, chilling out. Like, I also don't know how cool it is either. So I'm just bad all with it. Seems to be a sixth stage of life to be involved. Amazing answer. Um, what inspires you? Pain. Hmm. Uh, last record you played? CZ Top. I was listening to the song of Branch and uh, Van Halen. Sick. What Van Halen? Just so, uh, all, I had a, a, a David Lee Roth, I was listening, I was reading Crazy from the Heat and I was not going through albums. I was going through songs that, you know, they talk about love. Um, it's got such a sick theatrical, I love the way he conceptual. I, there's a lot I don't like about David Lee Roth, but yeah. So I was just, I wasn't going, I was like playlisting. I wasn't going through an album. Yeah. yeah, but it was just it was, it was Lee Roth era of Van Halen. Difference between um, him and Sammy Hagar and shit like that. Yeah, so that's the last thing. Amazing. Um, there's so much shit to listen to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there <laughs> is. You got a little bit of time still. Hopefully, you'll be locked up for a little bit longer and you can you can listen to it. Absolutely. Um, who do you love? My family. My friends, my dog, my heroes. Very good. Uh, what do you value the most? Connection. Oh, very good. Uh, are you more of a Batman or a Robin? My parents killed by a fucking criminal or jumped on with the dude whose parents were killed by criminals. Not. Uh, no, uh, Probably Robin. Which is great because a lot of people always say Batman in this show, as you would imagine. Oh, Batman. No, 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 no. Emotional bullshit, he must be. He's a fuckhead anyway. I don't even like that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Dick. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't, like, I don't like this shit that he pulls on over people. Yeah. He's a criminal. <laughs> He's a menace. He needs to be locked up. But, Go get my 
head chopped off for that. Well, I don't mind. I actually, quite, I actually said earlier that Batman Returns, so I'm trying to sort of like, there's holes in my soul story. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favourite Ninja Turtle? Oh, good question. Donatello for range. <laughs> range attack. The video game. Yeah. Because he had like, yeah, the nunchucks were too close. Michelangelo, the, the, uh, Katanas. Yeah, so it was. You always got the the most distance and could survive the longest. I felt if you used that, and he was smart as well. I like, I like that he was like inventive. Yeah, fucking awesome. Um, what movie could you watch every day and not get sick of? Waking Light. Mm, cool. Um, yeah, that was the first time they did that cool rotoscoped animation over the top of the like with the real actors, right? Yeah, in that in, in that movie and Scanner Darkly, it's been used in the original Prince of Persia, I think, like the, to get the character movements on the PC. Oh, really? Yeah, and oh. it's used in animation as well, like early Disney animation to get the, the human movement correct. Oh, but Linklater just made it all cool and digital and fun. Oh, yeah, and you've got different artists to like different artists to note to sort of draw over the cells um, to give it like you know, to provide some sort of dynamic movement, which is cool. Yeah, fucking cool, man. Um, Patreon questions now. Uh, first MA15 Plus movie you ever saw? Single white Mikey or single white female? Or Silence of the Lambs? Whoa. Or Aliens? Whoa. Each, each or Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I, I was lucky enough to have movies are big. Like I was lucky enough to have access to shit i really shouldn't have been watching at a really early age because of your older brothers yeah and their friends and like um, and my friends and their brothers yeah we we, yeah really really lucky like your early commando terminator predators diehards all that sort of stuff that was that's primary school shit like freddy's uh phantasm like horror horror as a thing like yeah it was like very early very i'm sure it walked walked my mind it was yeah insanely early to be watching like people's heads getting brains get fucked out. Head Jackson like brain dead, <laughs> dead lie, feebles. Yeah. yeah, should we? Yeah. Ah. But yes, yeah, there's just all this whole genres of MA shit, like you know, <laughs> that you shouldn't have been watching at a young. MA, MA wasn't really the thing in primary school when I like you know late eighties, early nineties. It was more M and it was R. MA came in like sort of around Judgment Day and. Where people had different edits of movies between M and MA, I think. It makes yeah. a lot of sense because, like, movies that were rated R in the 80s, it was like, yeah, there's a big gap between what was rated R and what was rated M, you Massive. know? Like, and, and there should have been an MA in the 80s because, like, that stuff that's M is, like, yeah, it just, yes, yeah, it's, it's so fucking weird. I mean, bless their cotton socks, they really did make some brilliant fucking movies. <laughs> Next question <laughs> uh, Favorite piece of band merch that you own? Band merch, yeah. like as in a like a, a, like a yeah. You, you bought a shirt at a show and you have it now, and you're like, yeah, I love this shirt. Um, I had a oh, trying to think. There's a couple of that I've, I've owned that have just been like worn to a fucking death. I have a Green Day Kaplunk T-shirt. Which is a re- look at record original T-shirt that got 
back in the day. And that's, I haven't worn it to death, but that's probably, it, it's, and I had a Vandals, um, uh, and Vandals, uh, like T-shirt that, uh, yeah. And uh, probably my, sep- the one I did have, I don't have now, is my, I had a Chaos AD Sepultura metal shirt. Sick. And it was, it was still too big. I bought it when it was too big when I was a teenager, and it's still too big as a fucking adult. Way too big. Like, it was like a triple XL. I kept it. That's my that's my that was my favorite item, but yeah, that that really did that got fucked out. That's not now. Way yeah. Oh man, that's great though. What a great image of that shirt. I could see it. You know what I mean? (laughs) The mummy Uh, hanging upside down. What was that? Sorry. Oh, with the mummy hanging upside down, the chaos AD with the S in the back. It's fucking great. Fucking sick, dude. Um, if you could go back in time to see any gig, what gig would it be? Or forward in time if it's a future gig. Because um, it's you, Jules, so you might want to go to the future to see something. I would like to see... Um, I would have loved to have seen The Clash during their time on Broadway. They did the, like 17 shows or two weeks or whatever. Like, probably on the amount of shows. You know, they said it was hell to get through every night. But I, I would have loved to have gone in about a week in. Because there's something fucking awesome that happens to a band when it's so shredded and tired like just wrecked and they're pushing through I think it can get some of the best out of best performances and I would I, I'm, I'm such a big Clash fan that yeah I would I would genuinely love to have seen them in some in some capacity Amazing. any capacity yeah that was the one where they like overbooked all the tickets right and then for like all these days yeah. people are like bursting at the seams to get in so they had to pick up the overbooked tickets with all the shows like to, to tack on more shows and um yeah, because it was oversold, and so they found they worked out that were like working every night, but you know, seventeen. I think it was seventeen days. I wonder, I've got seventeen in my head. It would be something crazy, which is a fucking enough, like yeah, in a row. That's wild. And with that clash energy, like it's not compromising. It's like yeah, pretty fucking great. Anyway. Yeah, and, and they're getting used to like getting bottled and stuff on stage. Like they'd be battle hardened after that many shows. It'd be pretty wild to see. I reckon, yeah. Yeah. It's the bottles that mark you back. <laughs> Uh, what's your favourite shapes flavour? Um, just original barbecue, barbecue or whatever that. Yeah, yeah, they're all a bit shit at the moment. I don't know if they're fucked with the flavours. I haven't had a good shape in a while. <laughs> yeah, there's not it's as much flavour anymore. Thing. We're all complaining about the oh, shit. Yeah, they, they did something. They, they you know, like uh, old Coke, new Coke. They did something and they got it back. But um, it used to be pizza shapes, and then they messed with that, and then it was. Uh, barbecue shapes, and then I'm still on barbecue shapes, but I think I'm just like, buy a pack and find out. It's it's the gamble I take every time I buy a box of shapes. Now I'm like, is this going to be a shit pack with like no red stuff in it at all? Sometimes it happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and famous last words. Is there any quotes that you like, or something you like? You know, you uh, either tattoo on yourself, or put on a tombstone, or put on an MSN screen name. I might, yeah, I, I live by the spaghetti straight till it's cooked. <laughs> that's, a, that's the only bit of information I need like, to, to keep it up. And it's fucking true every time. <laughs> Solid. You know, podcast people. Oh, man. Well, that's an excellent way to end the podcast. Thank you so much, Jules, for coming on the show, man. It's been a joy. Absolute pleasure, Rory. Thank you for having me. Right, cheers, man. Cheers, brother.
Hello, welcome to the Post Ramble. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Jules. Um, I certainly enjoyed talking with him and getting his perspective on the lockdown, which was certainly needed in a time when I was so over it. I was just like, fuck, I just want this to be done. Uh, and it was just really nice to hear a really nice perspective on it, like Jules's, to make me go, oh man, you know what? I really need to make better use of this time and be better in it because it shouldn't be for too much longer. Everyone else is free now. By the time of recording this, uh, all rural Victoria is free. So we're just in this tight little hub, this tight little packed boiling pot ready to explode. But if we just like let that thing <laughs> just keep the lid on it for like two more weeks. So anyway, um, what was I talking about? Uh, it was good to talk with Jules. It was a great episode. And uh, yeah, it took a little while to get out. Sorry, I was uh, feeling a bit of those being locked down longer than everyone else in the country blues and just uh, got in the way. And I was just kind of like, oh, fuck, I've got to get this thing out. So go to the show notes across from however you listen to this podcast and look in there. The Spotify one's a bit crap. The code doesn't work sometimes. It's a big mess of text. And I don't, I don't want that for my listeners at all. And I'm sorry. But... If you go there, you can see the YouTube playlist, uh, which is songs that have been curated by Jules. So you can go check that out and kind of get a bit of an evolution and a feel and go check out Force Fields. There's a link to that as well in Spotify. If you're listening to Spotify, you can just jump straight across to it via the link. Uh, there's also a link to the Patreon as well. If you like the show and you want to support the show, you can throw me a couple of bucks digitally a month. Uh, it would be very much appreciated and uh, you can be a part of the show get yourself a question on the lightning round and other cool things we're going to be doing in the near future as well so thank you so much for listening guys it's been great have a good one